This is the best of The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Catch them weekdays for the all-new Hyundai Kona. Welcome to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. Uh, plenty of talk. We have these little rabbit holes, don't we? And um, mm. Optus got to start. Graffiti got to start. Have a listen to this. Boys, look, you know how I was saying Optus yesterday? I said, you know, it's not their fault, blah, no. blah, blah. Well, I'm off them. Oh, yeah. So my phone went back on air yesterday at, you know, whatever time it was. Mm. Just so, I think it was like one thirty, maybe 2 o'clock. Mm. Just say at 2 o'clock. Well, it, at 1 past 2, my first email was Optus with a bill. I got the oh, same thing. Beat it, you A grades. I got the exact same thing. <laughs> Surely. Read you, the room. I know. Surely you say to yourselves, right, let's just give this a week. Yeah. Don't send your bill out because everyone was angry. <laughs> the first email I got when I got connected. <laughs> Me too. Was, and now everyone's calling them floptus or mm. droptus. Well, guess what? I'm off you now. I was, I was, I was going to, I feel a bit like Ray Hadley. Yeah, you're going off. Well. We sort of gave them the benefit of the doubt and said, you know, mistakes happen, blah, 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 blah. But the first email I got was them sending me the Jack and Jill. Yep. I got got that. Um, Let's compare the pair. Who's got the better bill, Brian? Is yours about that? No. Less or higher? Less. Less? Yeah. How many phones you got? Uh, Five. Yeah, I've only got the three. Okay. Brit went rogue. She did her own thing. She's on Vodafone. Oh, Okay. Probably for good reason. And what's the eldest got her own? Uh, no, it's four on there. Oh, there's four? Four. Four, 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 four. Okay. And that includes... Like, and, and the home internet? No. Nah. Okay. We're, we're with uh, Telstra. Because mm. it's News Corp. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's a freebie. <laughs> it's a free- but boys, um, I know this is summer. Oh, Rob, Fletch, did you bring in the Chico Rolls? I didn't, Rob. But what I did bring in, and I know this is a summer segment, mm. but I just had, and I, I just forget how good this is as a... When I was a kid, I had a passiona just then. Yep. I'm saying the passiona passion fruit flavor is the Michael of all <laughs> fizzy drinks. Yeah, we're doing it, aren't we? No, we're not doing it. We are doing it. We're not doing it. <laughs> we're we're summer content. Okay, if you're at home or you're in the car or you're at work, oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Excuse me. Maybe you're next to the the little ones, the mm. kids. What are they like? Are they Fanta? We're doing it. No, we're not doing it. I just want to know, is <laughs> anyone with it. me not on a Passiona? Yeah. Passion fruit flavour. Is anyone saying, and I, what, what I want it, I want it on a, a uh, post mix. You can't get it at a pub. Mm. Ice, this. Have you drink. never seen that on a post mix? Never. That it, doesn't it's, exist. It's exclusively can only. It's only can. Whoever makes Passiona, mm. get it in a post mix. Well, folks, we're doing it. So have your say. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. And a bit of a disclosure, Brian. We've got an interest here in this next race, don't we? Yeah, we do. We've, we've had this is the double, and this is the second leg of the double. Yep. And uh, Najim Sahail. Sahail. Yeah. Hail, hey, Richie. <laughs> but listener, it's in my account. So if it wins legally, yeah. you, I don't give it to you. Yeah, but the quaddy's in my account. So hopefully, I can hold you at ransom. Oh, mm. Anyway, uh, what's gambling really costing you? Is there about the jump gambling. for? Sorry? That's not – why do we have to always do this when we're just discussing – I know you Gee, work for a bit. bit. I'm not yeah. off the bit. OTB. I'm not off the bit. I'm just saying surely mm. He-Man would suffice. Yeah. Go. It's, I don't know if he's – So don't be fooled by those who say they have a sure thing. There's mm. always a catch. This is very similar to what they're saying about what's gambling really costing you. I'd rather listen to He-Man 
than me say it. So don't be fooled by those who say they have a sure thing. There's always a catch to it. Okay, because we are doing it, right, we're officially doing it, yeah. summer content. We've got about a month left uh, before we have a bit of a summer break. So mm. we, we probably have, are doing it. Um, if, you could, if you're on an island for the rest of your life, you'd only have one soft drink in the fridge, you're going Passiona. million percent. So is Hansy. Hansy's all over this, but he wants the Bundaberg in the glass bottle. Passion fruit flavour. What's Portello is the best by far? Smithy the Eel. What's Portello? I don't mind the Bundaberg ginger beer. Good. That that might lead the charge for me. What are you taking? I'm taking a Schweppes orange and mango. Really? Schweppes yeah. orange. They and do mango. a good lemon and lime as well. Honorable mention, but the nah. orange and mango Schweppes nah. soft drink nah. is the bomb. The Mickey. The recce, The ranking is Passiona, <laughs> creaming soda, oh. no, Solo, <laughs> Fanta. Yep. Mm. Sprite. Sprite. Oh. Coke. What mm. is Sprite? Sprite's lemon lime. Yeah, I thought it was lemonade. As you go downtown Somerville, what, what are you thinking? See, I've always been a Pepsi Max man. Oh. Yeah. But you're Scottish. And in the UK, we've got a Pepsi Max with lime already in it. Now, that's a, that's a real yeah, Well, The text boards are all coming trip. up here, and they're all saying Passiana Creamy Sad. Nafo, with your Fletch, Passiana drink. Reminds me of a swimming pool in a pool in summer and young blood. Did you? Sugar high. Nafo. Summer content. King, did you ever do the spider? Yeah, the ice yeah. cream. Did you like the spider? Yeah, didn't mind the spider. Would you enjoy it now or not? Nah, too sweet. Yeah. Sweet. That sweet. was my grandfather made me spiders watching the test cricket in this awesome glass, mm. two big scoops of vanilla. Yeah, what was the? Coke. Coke. Yeah, I feel like, with Coke. Yeah, okay. no, Coke. Did you ever have those? You would have. I reckon sugar, definitely. Did you ever get the steel... Uh, Drink cups. They were yeah, still, the little ones the little with the colours. All different colours, blue and pink. And yeah. they had like a line. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where are they gone? I used to love them. Only Nell used to have them when I used to go out to Mount Pritchard. <laughs> we went searching for golf balls. But we're, the, we're searching for a finish line here. Nah, it just looks like it's going to run second. Nah, J Mac's going to knock us off, I think. Come on, Najem. Go, Najem. Come on, yeah. Najem. It's going to just yes. miss. It's going to just oh, get there. Got it. It's going to just get there. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that, everyone. But a bit of Najem Sahail, if you don't mind, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Oh, oh, stick your passiona right up your blood, and now we don't care. <laughs> uh, welcome to SEN Track. Oh, what about that? Yeah, that'll do us, Brian, won't it? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Kano, the Western Australian Tiger, his go-to is Kirk's Ginger Beer. Mm. Yeah, I don't mind that. Hey, boys, what about sarsaparilla? No, I can't get rid of it. Gross. Dr. Dr. Mitch uh, just texted in asking if I like iron brew, and iron brew is sensational. Mm. But they changed the recipe about four or five years ago back home. Less sugar, not as good anymore. i tell you what's different in the UK. Your Cadbury chocolate is much better in the UK mm. than it is here. I've never thought about it. Yeah, I think it is. It is. I don't yeah, know. I've not even thought about it. I don't but... know what you do to it. <laughs> you, do, you must do something to it. Stick it boys, it's uh, Thursday. So this song, I want to try and guess this song. This was released in 1983. No. What? No, 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 no. Get oh, if I give more. you the first word, they'll know it immediately. No, it's an intro music. Is it, like, is it Jaws? No, they no, start no. singing after like two or three seconds. Go, go, go. Just try and do it again. Oh, it's not Michael Jackson. No. Nah. You'll know you, it immediately if okay. you get the first word. Do, do give him one verse and put it down. Okay. One song. One. No, there's a music. You Oh, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what it is? Uh, yeah. Love balloons. Yeah. Keep going on. Keep going. 
99 Luft Balloons. Luft Balloons. You know what? It was a protest song. Really? Yep. So in the lyrics, a boy and a girl innocently release a batch of balloons into the air, confused by these flying objects, international governments panic. That's right. Triggering a nuclear holocaust. Remember we had the Chinese spy balloon a couple yep. of years ago? Yeah, in the States. Well, just turn it up. Turn it up, please. 1983. Uh, it's a German band, Nina. What a great song. Oh, it's a great song. Lyrics. It was also released, 99 Luftballoons. It's a widespread success. The original, oh, the Japanese got around it. Get around it. Just on that, Brian. So German, my one of my boys has got to choose elective next year, and he's got the choice between German, uh, Latin, mm. French, or Chinese. Mandarin, get involved in Mandarin. Latin's that's, dead, that's, dead language. Don't yeah, worry about I it. I feel like it's got to be Mandarin, doesn't it? It's got to be yeah. Chinese. Has yeah. to be. What do you reckon, tourist? Yeah, absolutely. I didn't do French at school, so I, I fully agree on doing a different language for sure. Do Chinese because we're going to get invaded. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're coming. So you can talk your way out of it. The 20th franchise might be Beijing. Mm. Mm. My PVL put, and Elbow are going. I'd, be, I'd put my hand up. Are they tied, are they? PVL and Elbow. No, they're, well, they're using political leverage to move up north to oh, PNG. Right. So who knows? Next I'll just keep be, going further. Yeah. Has Asian there, League. Is there a bigger power player in the last decade than PVL? Has he not just climbed the, climbed the heights in a major way? Yeah, but I don't think he gives a rat's ass. Do you know what I mean? Like he's doing all this stuff. We were discussing it. If he, if he goes into politics, I'd vote for him. Really? He could be prime minister. He could be prime minister if he put his mind to it. Wow, he'd have to take a pay cut. Hmm, that probably won't be happening. Mm. But he'd have a crack. <laughs> he'd have a crack. Uh, Ninety nine Luft balloons. Here we go. Uh, Rooster man. Rooster man wants to know Fletch. Fletchy, this morning Brandy was doing a Champions League update, and quote unquote, he said. I'm on Young Boys at Wenkdorf Stadium. <laughs> Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. The man they affectionately call Ronnie is who, Brian? Andrew McDonald. I'm just calling him now Soother. Oh, the Soother. His voice. Goodness mm. me. I mean, I know he's coaching um, our national team, but if he wanted to, to uh, diverse into audiobooks, Andrew, <laughs> go ahead, my son. Very, very pleased to say that joining us on the run home with Joel and Fletch is the Australian cricket coach, Andrew McDonald. Welcome to the run home. How are you, mate? Yeah, going well. Thanks for having us. Well, having things turned around in your neck of the woods, slow start, and now we are on the cusp of perhaps taking the whole shebang out. How are you feeling? <laughs> I think that's getting ahead, but um, no, we're, we're, we're going well at the moment. There's, you know, Clearly a rough start against two really good sides in India and South Africa um, who sit one one and two on the table. But we've been able to get our game together and navigate through the next six and um, you know, lock away a, a semi-final spot with um, one round to go. Yeah, really proud of the boys, but um, still a big big job ahead. Andrew, did uh, Glennie Maxwell get a day off after his heroics? Yeah, he's had, he's had a day off. He got... Uh, uh, the luxury of travelling down to to Pune on the on the bus, um, so everyone's arrived well, and uh, the boys will have another day off today as well. So mindful of the the recovery at the back end of the tournament, um, coming into the Bangladesh day uh, the game, and we'll have our final training session tomorrow. So we've called training off today to give everyone that chance to to recover a little bit further. Take us through the roller coaster of that night for yourself. Uh, obviously, it's an amazing performance by Maxwell, but 
You as the coach, things are going pear-shaped. All of a sudden, wow, we, we're witnessing something that we probably never see again. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it was an emotional roller coaster for, for everyone. I mean, one of the conversations was, oh, what does this mean for our net run rate? And then as every run went forward and um, Glenn started to play some uh, amazing shots, you sort of ebbed and flow between what does it mean for our net run rate into just appreciating what was happening and some of the stroke play and, um, you know, just the, the creative genius of, of the innings was was something to behold and um, just glad I could say I was there on that night. So what do you, so was it just cramps? Andrew, with with because we saw him sort of uh, after, basically wasn't using any of his feet. Was it just purely cramps, or look, was it hemi as well? No, just purely cramps. So he was cramping calf, hamstring, quads, abdominals everywhere. So I mean, the, the conditions were were very hot during the day, and you know, the field in that sun takes a lot out of you. And then yeah, he just you know he bowled. I think it was nine or ten overs as well, and you, you sort of put that all together and in a night session, unfortunately, once you start cramping, it's hard to, to get rid of them and you know, get on top of it. And um, yeah, it almost derailed him fully as we saw when he was laying prone on the ground. It, you know, it was looking like Adam Zampa was going to have to replace him and he was going to have to retire hurt. But um, the ability to to find a way, not run between wickets for a period of time, uh, stand dead still and play the shots that he did just adds another layer to, to what was a, an already ridiculous innings. Yeah, are you going to ban golf? By the way, before the semi-final or goal, no, ramp it up. No, well, that was going to ask. Are you going to be able to? They're going to walk it, or that you're happy for him to get in the cart again, or Maxie to get in the cart? <laughs> no, we're, we're we're comfortable that um, the boys will be able to take carts uh, out onto the golf course, and and that, and that happened yesterday. The boys, some of the boys, come down early to play golf at um, a golf course called Oxford. Um, so they were back on the golf course yesterday, and and as I said, it's an important part of creating the balance for our playing group. Hey, just on that, Brian. So, and this is bruising, but. Uh, Andrew, I was very lucky once to play a round of golf with Brian Lara, and and he played the whole game right-handed. He plays off one. I said, I thought you batted left-handed. He said, Yeah, I did. I, and and I said, Well, why do you play golf right-handed? And he was batting so well that the authorities there at West Indy, the cricket board, said, Mate, you're not to play cricket. You're hitting them too well. Not play golf. You're not to play golf. You're not allowed to play golf. So he said, Okay, what if I play right-handed? So when you see someone like Maxie have such a stellar innings, are you tempted to say, Mate? please do not play golf or interfere with the way you're hitting things at the moment. Do you think about stuff like that or just play on? No, I, I think the golf may have helped him in that inning. So yeah. he played a lot of golf in the lead in, which was well documented. So um, no, I think the boys can strike a, a nice balance. And um, speaking of left-handed batters who play right-handed, probably our, our best golfer in the group, Davey Warner, does exactly the same. So might be something in that. Wow. What about you, Andrew? Do you get out there as well? Yeah, yeah, try to get out there when time allows. And um, a few of the coaches uh, play golf as well. So it's um, nice to be able to go out there and spend a few hours together and ebb and flow between golf and a little bit of work chat. So, um, yeah, it's a good opportunity to have a meeting on the golf course. Mm. Vertigo is a symptom rather than a condition itself. It's the sensation that you or the environment around you is moving or spinning. Um, This was the case for Steve Smith. He, He didn't play in the match. What's the latest with Smithy? Yeah, unfortunately, um, he wasn't able to take part in the game. Um, my understanding, I, I don't have a great understanding of what it, what it all means, but from a medical point of view that he's trending in the right direction for the next game. And I think, unfortunately, it hit him just at the wrong time and we weren't able to get on top of those uh, symptoms um, to be able to go and play the game. So uh, it was a late call, last minute. Um, 
but yeah, it's all looking good for for him to train tomorrow and then be, be available for selection going into Bangladesh, which is a real positive for us. We didn't realise at the time, but it says uh, the sensation that you or the environment around you is moving or spinning. So after Melbourne Cup Day, we had vertigo, Brian. Mm, is that what it <laughs> That's is? what it was. That's what <laughs> hey, Andrew, what, what did you get up to for Melbourne Cup Day? Was the Australian cricket team able to get around the occasion? No, it was a little bit early uh, in the morning. I think a few of the boys got up and and had a look at it. Um, those keen punters that are in the group, they I think they may have had a little flutter and ha- had a watch. But most of the the playing group and staff would have been sleeping through that to to get ready for for the afternoon. Hey, Andrew, um, Adam Zamper is absolutely flying at the moment, so he's got his coffee uh, ordering just right, I'd imagine. So how how's him and Marcus Stoinis going? Because we we were laughing at the uh, when the uh, Amazon showed the test and I didn't realize how much he was into his coffee. Is that still the case? Yeah, I think they call it the love cafe or something like <laughs> that. So yeah, I think that's, um, that, that's still up and going. There's a, there's a bit of competition in the marketplace. Um, Marnus and uh, Alex Carey uh, rate themselves as baristas as well. So there's, um, yeah, there's a couple of rooms that um, uh, uh, temporary cafes on the, on the journey through India. Wow. So it's, um, it's been nice to have those options. So could the Australian cricket side, could they go outside and just go to a local cafe or by the reports that the Indian crowd, like the Indian population, the fans would just flock to them or can they just walk down downstairs and go and get a coffee? Uh, I think it depends who you are and what you're dressed in. But um, uh, in Mumbai, there's some options close to the hotel where the boys were, were able to take in the local cafes. But generally speaking, they, yeah, as I said, they set up in their rooms and, Gather and um, Marn creates an option and, and so does Zamps. I tell you what, what about the timing of this? So chatting to Andrew McDonald over there in, in India and the moment you said the term Mumbai, uh, Mumbai Muse has just won it. Uh, oh, no. On Oaks yeah. Day. It's literally just won uh, as you've said that. Uh, so, okay, <laughs> what's the plan? What's the plan? You've got two big games to come uh, and uh, two mighty assignments, South Africa, then probably India. What needs to happen? Is there areas we need to improve upon? Yeah, there's no doubt areas that we need to improve upon. Um, we had a slow start and we feel as though we've made some some really good improvements in certain areas. Um, and, and there's others that we'd like to be a little bit sharper in. Um, and, and that's what it's going to come down to on the day is the ability to execute under you know under that extreme pressure in that in that moment. So we feel as though the group's trending in the right direction um, on the back of a slow start. We've got Bangladesh up next before we look ahead to the semi-final. So we'll make sure that we pick the right team there based upon the conditions and the opponent, um, and, and also factoring in the fact that you know clearly on the back of the the game at Mumbai, um, you know we, we've got to make sure that everyone's recovered well with that short turnaround. So we've got some decisions to make in the next 24 hours to work through that and. As I said, after Bangladesh, we can get excited about the, you know the prospect of a semi-final that that would give us you know a, a path into a, in, into a final in a World Cup, which would be something incredible. But um, we've got a bit to go yet. Speaking of slow starts, the slow start of Angelo Matthews, and we're talking about this yesterday, Andrew. Where just imagine if it was Virat Kohli who did that locally, and he was what? What did you make of all of that? Uh, what's that, mate? Just broke up a little bit there. The, Sorry. the Angelo Matthews dismissal, so to speak. So he was slow. Oh, the timeout. Yes, a timeout. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't got all the detail, but there's there's talk that he made it out there in time. And I think when the helmet strap goes, I think you've got a duty of care to the player in terms of, you know, we're trying to create a safe working environment as well. So if the helmet's not 
functional. I thought it was a, a little bit harsh mm. um, to, to be timed out and given out in those circumstances when your your equipment failed on you. Um, and it wasn't, you know, it didn't feel as though it was deliberate. As I said, I'm not across all the detail, but um, I don't think there was any great intent in him getting out there for, you know, slower than what, Andrew, yeah, what he needed to. Andrew, have you ever thought about getting radio? You have got a very, oh, very yeah. good radio voice. Is that practice? Do you practice <laughs> doing that? No. I'll, I'll, audio... leave that. I'll leave that to you, leave that to you boys. <laughs> or, or audio books. That could be another little go. Mm. Maybe um... send, send people to sleep or... No, yeah. no, it's a great voice. Very gravelly. Yeah, dulcet. Dulcet. That's a good word. Yeah. Anyway. Dulcet. Other than, other than being a, a great head coach. Well, you know when I look forward to hearing tones. these dulcet tones, Brian... When he's collecting the World Cup yes. on behalf of this great country, 196 countries, Andrew McDonald, and we've been kissed on the tush of a rainbow to live in this one, and you are the coach of this one. <laughs> Go get him, young fella. Thanks a, for the support, gents. That was a great. <laughs> Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. And Brian, you have come up with a great initiative. Okay, I do. I'm looking for investors. Everyone says it's a great idea, but they keep knocking me back. Mm. It is. Kentucky tour for the older generation. So 18 to 35 is the normal Kentucky tour. We are 36 <laughs> to 76, I've decided. Mm. 76. And you can just pork your life away. <laughs> I still think there's there's a business out there for divorcees. Yes. That for Kentucky. Yep. Staying a little bit up market hotels. Yep. But sitting on a bus. Yep. Getting Schindler's. Getting a little bit uh, handsy. That would be a uh, that would be that'd be a good reality TV show. Yeah, wouldn't it? Six weeks in Europe. Yeah. Well, you know, it's yes. Kentucky Mark Two. That Maybe. would be a lay down Mazair good would show, work. wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be so good. Should we start talking to people? Divorcees, divorcees do Europe. Yeah, something like and that. each other. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine porking in Prague. Call it porking in Prague. <laughs> What would, what would be the Check other mate. spin-offs? Pork in Prague. Bargain in Bratislava. Yeah. Rumbling in Rome. Yeah. Love uh, of love in Lesbos. Pounding in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Something uh, in Amsterdam. You, uh, you watch. I can't do that. <laughs> no. if if I know, only if you're a Mormon. <laughs> if, if I know our listeners... This board is about to explode. <laughs> this is right up there, Kirsty oh, Alley. Oh yes, and I know Rooster Man's is yeah. going to come over the top. Yeah, What's a spin-off? What's a spin-off? What are we, what are we calling our tour? Yeah, for people who've been divorced who want to go around again and they just want to <laughs> let their hair down, sow their wild oats. Oh, it's so good. Um, ramming in Rome. Yeah. Mm. Amsterdam. Amsterdam. <laughs> oh, what's another one? Love making in Ljubljana. That might in where? Ljubljana. Where's Ljubljana? Lithuania, Ooh, I think. Barcelona. Oh, I've never <laughs> heard of Ljubljana ever in my life. What about riding in Rotterdam? <laughs> <laughs> oh, swinging in Switzerland. Here they come. <laughs> oh, Dunny, you're a dirtbag, mate. <laughs> Dunny, you're an idiot. Yeah, something in Florence, he says. Um, well, I don't know what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's this Bondi Jack Sugar? Once I had a love, and oh, once I had a love, and it was a gas. Soon down out. Deborah Harry and Harry Coffee in the Red Rose Stakes mm. for Tony McAvoy. There you go. <laughs> oh, Cobb. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to go to Europe, Cobb. We're not going to Costa Rica. Yeah. <laughs> gonna... uh, I knew this would start the border. <laughs> I knew the board would just go into meltdown. 
Uh, Andrew McDonald, too. He really was. Daniel. Look at Daniel. <laughs> Can you imagine Andrew McDonald over in India listening to us through the app? You know, oh. No, no, I'm not going on that uh, show. Hold off, Cole. Yeah. <laughs> Cole, I'm not going on that show. Mm, he's going to join us very, very shortly. Any questions to ask the Australian coach? Australian crew coach? Coach, anyone uh, got anything on their mind? I want to ask him about uh, Zampa and Stoinis. <clears throat> Excuse me. Steve Smith, his situation oh, with the, the vertigo. vertigo. Yeah. Like after that win. Mm, vertigo in Venice. <laughs> Is that a... <laughs> no. Uh... <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, yes, so keep coming through for the Australian cricket coach. We're soon to be joined by him in a moment. Uh, here on the run home with Joel and Fletch. Uh, four minutes till race seven. Second leg of the quaddy for us, Brian. So we'll be looking forward to that as well. Get your questions in for the Australian cricket coach, Andrew McDonald, who's soon to join us. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is a way to have your say. Slow start, Brian. And I'll tell you what, Socky was of the belief that the whole time, everyone was doubting Australia to get it done. And there's still two big games in front of us. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, we're very, very excited. <laughs> what are these texts? Wrestling in Warsaw. <laughs> Jake. Tell you what, that... <laughs> Well, that's the thing. I'm going to give uh, a present out for the best named for our tour. Um, limbering up in Liechtenstein. Oh, that's a good one. I don't mind this one. Ramming the rim in Romania. That's Simon. So he's put two of my favourite sports together. Yeah. Basketball mm. and uh, ramming. That's a, that's a game they play in heaven. Um, shagging in Sarajevo. Getting down in Deutschland. Don't mind that. The tripod in Tripoli. Thanks, Dexter. <laughs> I haven't been there, but what about... Um, I like Frankfurt. Yeah. What about mounting up in... Moscow. Uh, what's that place in Italy? Milan. Montevideo. Montevideo. Uruguay. No, it's Europe. Anyway, who wants to invest? It's an NRL news update. Subscribe to SEN League on YouTube and the SEN Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Well, Brian, things didn't go the way in the Pacific Championships for Australia, but the Australian Rugby League Commission is set to extend Mal Meninga's time as the national coach. David Riccio is reporting on Breakfast with Jimmy and Brandy this morning, and you'll hear about it in the Daily Telegraph that Mal will sign on with the Kangaroos again, despite suffering a record loss to New Zealand. Uh, it's set to happen. I think it's an important discussion point on the back of the result on the weekend. The RLC has indicated prior to the match that they were wishing to extend Mal. He's currently off contract. I think they pushed Mal Meninga's contract out until the end of the World Cup 2026. That's David Riccio this morning on Breakfast with uh, Jimmy and Brandy. Yeah, well, I mean, he's had a terrific record. What It was prior to this. It was, 90, it was in the 90s. Yep. Obviously, he had that success with the Maroons. He... He's the only rugby, ex-rugby league player that when he walks into a room, I shit myself. Commanding presence. <laughs> Far out. Yeah. Far out. And you can imagine what it's for Queenslanders. Queenslanders, like even Gordon. Yep. When Mal comes in, you just the room changes mm. and you try and have a joke with him. And if he has a joke back, you ease a little bit. Like you, you sort of relax a little bit. But goodness me, he is one. What's the word I'm looking for? He's not scary. Commanding. Yeah, Commanding presence, Jesus, and he's a good fella too. Yeah, awe inspiring. Oh, I just love that 1994 when he scored trotting. Oh, intercept on your mail. Twenty two mm. wins, three losses with yeah. Australia. He can coach twenty as long, and ten coach with as long Queensland. As you want. Yep. coach as long as you want. Eight percent with the kangaroos. What is it? 
88%. Well, the loss, he would have been 22 and 2 before that. The 90s dropped down to 88. You, you watch, numbers. no one will complain that Mel's got the job. And if you do, you're going to. Have you heard? There'll, the, there'll be no journalists complain. Have you heard the story about. <laughs> there'll, um, there'll be social media, there'll be people complaining. Have you ever heard the story of Matty told in 1995? No. Uh, no, not 1990, the kangaroo tour. So, um, 94. Mm. 94. Right. So, Chief was on the tour mm. and they got beaten a test match and it wasn't a great game for Chief by Chief's lofty standards. Yeah. And some guys had a go at him. Some Kiwi bloke was having a go at him. And so, Chief was a little bit upset and then Chief couldn't help himself and they got into a bit of a fisticuff and oh. the guy got him like sort of put a little bit of bruise on. They were out in the drink. Mm. Mal came in and Mal looked at Chief and said, what, what's happened to your face? And... Uh, Chief goes, oh, I just got a bit of a trouble with this bloke over here. He goes, why? What happened? Told him the story. Mal goes, where is he? No. <laughs> Mal grabbed him, oh. grabbed the bloke, and the whole team went out and we said, oh, what's happened here? Grabbed him up the side of the street <gasps> and just whacked him like karate, chopped him in the <laughs> back of the head. He said it was unbelievable. Really? <laughs> like, it, oh. it just, and then he just walked back in. But, you know, Mal had his Chief's back. It was wow. just, I, could, I wonder who, like, amongst the players who played for both. Wally and Mal, who had the bigger presence, both I, huge personalities. I'd say Mal. <clears throat> Real, that's big, isn't it? Like Wally had this stature. Well, I mean, Wally, yeah, Wally was the Michael, but Mal just frightens you. Yeah. It's oh, awesome. I mean, awesome. Love it. <laughs> NRL schedules released has been leaked as far as uh, round one is concerned. Michael Chamis and Christian Nicolucci reporting in the Sydney Morning Herald that the week one schedule will look like this. March 2, so round zero, Rabbitohs and the Eagles taking on, and then you've got the Broncos and the Roosters. But then we wait till round one. Thursday's going to be the Knights and the Raiders. What, so what date's that? Ooh, March 7. Okay, yeah. We've never seen a Thursday night this early with two regional teams. No. Have we? No. Knights and the Raiders. Friday will be the Warriors versus Sharks, 6 o'clock, and then the Storm versus the Panthers, Yeah. 8 o'clock. Saturday, Eels versus the Bulldogs, Titans versus the Dragons, Sunday, Dolphins versus the Cowboys, and they just thought, they said, just Tigers, you can stay a little bit later. I said, Tigers <laughs> got the points bye. early. Yeah. They're on top. <laughs> so, yeah, top. So, Tigers have got the bye, mm. and the, the teams that played in Vegas come back for round two. Yep. Is that how it That's all That's right. Rolls? Correct. Correct. Okay. So, they'll be back. Carry the one. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, well done. And there's some pre-season matches that are set to be announced as well. Games of the Central Coast, Mackay, Mudgee, Ipswich, Fiji, and Queenbian. Yeah. So there you That's go. That's a Storm's uh, partnership with Fiji Airways. Good. Oh, when's the CS? And where's it at? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Charity? Oh, that's going to be in Sydney. Charity begins at home. Is because it? Because of South's going to Vegas. Ah. So just be all so the So they wanted to make it. In Sydney. I don't know, yeah. So there's still no, a game at Mudgee, will... though. There's still a game at Mudgee in the to replace it. yeah. Breaking news too, boys, um, via the brisbanetimes.com.au. Joseph Tamane. Remember Joseph Tamane? Played a little bit with the Gold Coast and Melbourne. Storms. Was he Storms? an outside back? Yep. Yes, yes I do remember. Him. He's looking to return to rugby league. Now, he's been linked up with former Brisbane Broncos champion Carmichael Hunt for the South Logan Magpies for the 2024 campaign. He's just sort of sneaking along as a... Decent coach, I'm sensing Carmichael Hunt. So we'll see how that plays out. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. The listeners like this bloke, Brian. Why wouldn't they? Mm. Why wouldn't they? Lynn Sanity. That's what I'm saying. Chris Lynn, take it He's away. He's a cracker. Chris Lynn. Lynn Sanity joins the run home with Joel and Fletch. How are you, mate? Hello, man. Very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. So, Lenny, where are you um, now? 
You in Australia? Well, I'm currently I'm in my office, which office. I've never really been in before. I only <laughs> take like calls in here, so um, yeah, in home in Brisbane, mate. Weather's beautiful. It's obviously Cup week, great great week in Australia. Um, World Cups on, uh, big bashes looming. So trying to have the head down and, and stay off the piss, to be honest. Mm. <laughs> well, mate, now, now well, you're tired. in the office, so therefore maybe an entrepreneur. Brian, if this was Shark Tank, yeah, can you sell your idea, your novel idea, mm. to the man Chris Lynn? <laughs> All right. So, Lenny, you've heard of Kentucky Tours, I'm sure. Oh, I'm a big fan of them, yeah. Have you ever, okay, have you ever been on a Kentucky Tour? I haven't. Okay. But I've been on plenty of tours. Okay. For the Kentucky tour, you're 18 to 35s. They go there, Mm -hmm. they get a bit loose, they have a bit of fun, then you settle down, you come back in. What about this for an idea? What about for Mm -hmm. divorcees? So this is a bit different. It's 36s to 55 year olds, and it's basically a Kentucky tour, Mm. but for people who are a little bit older. So we're staying in better hotels, the bus is a little bit nicer. But you can still go out there with the object to find love and start porking in Paris. Thoughts, Linny? Well, like it's going to have to be seventy-five percent off because that's what blokes lose, don't they? Well, oh. okay, okay. Well, maybe the girls can fund the boys because mm. some. Yeah, you know, yeah, not bad off. I'm not okay. sure how how you're going to raise the capital, raise that, but um, good luck to you. Yeah. So you're it's a no. No, it's. Uh, I'll let you know when I'm divorced. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not asking you. I'm not asking you to come along. I'm just looking for some dosh. You won't get divorced. Uh, you won't get divorced. No, mate. I'm winding down my career, mate. You know, come on. Um, doesn't grow in trees, unlike some people down in Sydney. But um, <laughs> mate, yeah. I could probably tip a little bit of experience. How about that? Okay. But Brian, you know what? Like when you think about it, right? So you're targeting a very hot market because about fifty percent. I don't mean to be a doomsayer, but about 50% of marriages fall through. Imagine 50, if Apple said to you... 54%. 54%. Yeah. Imagine if Apple said to you, listen, Brian, here's a phone. Yep. It's going to work 54% of the time. Would yeah. you buy it? <laughs> I probably wouldn't. Yeah. I probably would Hey, Lenny, you're talking about you're in Brizzy, but you're back with the strikers for this year. Yep. So what happens there, mate? Will you just go down, like move back down to Adelaide for how long and what, what, how does that all yeah, work? Yeah, so um, I'll head down like the start of December and the family's going to come down with me. Um, they put us up in a two-bedroom apartment, self-service. So actually not down there for that long since considering you, you travel for, you know, Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, all the, all the games. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, based down there for a month and head off. I actually don't play finals, unfortunately, um, which is not ideal. But um, in, in one sense, I get to look after myself and go to Dubai for another time. Oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, we're talking about. Yeah, I might be able to invest into this amazing business um, <laughs> once I come back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're coming up with ideas. <laughs> they a lot of very good to me last year, so I've got no reason. And and hopefully I can have another another great year with the bat. What, so, Lenny, what happens in Dubai? Who are you going over there to play for? Uh, I'm playing in the it's a Emirates League, um, and so I play with uh, my team owner is actually a Dani mob. Um, so they've got a lot of love, a lot of hate towards them. Um, depends what side of the fence you sit on, but the you know, they're awesome people. They've got a, I know they're known for their mining, but they've got a sports line company as well, and they own one of the teams over there. So uh, we actually won it last year, so I've got to go back there and um, yeah, try and replicate that. Right. Any other Australian cricketers go over there? Well, uh, they do, but just they sort of get late call-ups because of it crosses over with the Big Bash. And the thing is, um, a lot of guys are state-contracted as well. So for Queensland, New South Wales, in Sheffield Shield, and one-day cricket, whereas I'm not. So I'm a freelance player, which gives me a bit more uh, freedom to, to tour right. and play 
in, in those other franchises, which is great in one sense, uh, but in saying that, there's not as much security. So the onus actually is, um, you know, go at their score runs. Otherwise, you don't know what's going to happen next year. Chatting with Chris Lynn, who loves to bash that ball around the park, as Maxi did the other day. I'd love your take on that, Lenny. Mate, it's basically just sent the coach's textbook out the window. Yeah. Um, I, well, I was up watching it, and I was just, you know, you can you want to get your foot to the ball and do all that and be technically correct. How simple did he make it look by just keeping his head still? Yep. Um, obviously, had a cramp in, in both legs, his back, his calves. Um, and, you know, it's hot in Mumbai, but... Um, yeah, how, how well he simplified it and his will to win, his will to win for Australia is, you know, superb. And I know they he wanted to go off at one point and the physio um, said, no, no, you're right, stay back out there. And that's what, um, you know, that's what you need in those environments. And they're just, they're building up perfectly for, for a huge semi-final, then, a, then a hopefully a final. So, Lenny, a lot of people, a lot of good judges are saying it's definitely the best one-day knock we've ever seen. Some yeah, of these saying it's, it's the best knock that in any forms of cricket, what what do you think? Um, well, I think you've got to take into consideration, obviously, the scoreboard. So we were seven for 90. So, you know, the boys obviously happy they won, but Maxwell should be coming off the field actually a bit pissed off, I reckon, mm. the fact that they put in that position um, because, you know, that's happened a couple of times now and he, um, he's come out with Paddy Cummins and saved the game. But... Um, I think, yes, it's the greatest one-day knock ever. Uh, as for the greatest knock ever, I'm not sure. He did get dropped by Majib on about 30-odd. Um, and that's something that I sort of look at. Um, you know, did he give a chance or two throughout the field? Yeah, he probably I think he gave two chances. Yes, he can't control that. But, you know, some of the best knocks that have been double hundreds or triple hundreds have been chanceless. So, um, I mean, I don't watch a lot, like every bit of cricket, but... Um, Definitely, definitely greatest one day knock, no doubt. Hey, Lenny, you, you raise a good point there, and they call it uh, in sport winning wallpaper. So we had a massive win, and we're charging towards the finals. But this is real. Yep. There's a big issue behind it. If you're playing Afghanistan and you're down seven for ninety odd, in in thinking about winning wallpaper, and yes, we're on our way to the semi-finals. Do you consider mm. any changes, Lenny? No, I don't think so. I think I'm very big on not flirting with form. Yeah. Um, David Warner obviously had a good campaign. And Mitch Marsh is hitting the ball well, but we still like to go back to where we were. We're getting those good, nice starts and having wickets in hand, really setting that platform. You know, Josh Inglis has had cameos. Uh, Marcus Stoinis, cameo here and there. But I think the boys t- just get another opportunity, um, you know, for time in the middle. Um, as for the bowlers, they've done a great job. They want to keep taking wickets. Um, I can't remember who would play. Is it maybe Pakistan in the last game? Oh, I can't remember. But, you know, it's just another great opportunity to, to get used to the Indian conditions. Um, yes, we have qualified, but you, you just don't flirt with form. You don't want to, you know, take anything for granted at this stage in tournament. If there is an injury, so be it. That's part of the game. You keep moving on. Um, we've got the depth there. We've got guys like Cameron Green that are sitting on the bench ready to go. If he gets an opportunity, then then so be it. Adam Zampa has been in great form with the ball, but previously to the World Cup, his form wasn't that great. So um, you just want to keep rolling with the punches. And um, yeah, we're we're two man match, well three man match performances away from winning the World Cup. That's the way I see it. Bangladesh, Brian. Bang, we're playing Bangladesh. So, uh, bang, yeah, yeah, the bangers, right. bangers and mash. Hey, um, Lenny, <laughs> we were talking to Ian Smith here, so the great Kiwi, and he said yep. Australia is the only team that can beat India. The only team. He, he, he put a line think, through the key. Do you agree? So. Yeah, I think so. Um, I just think 
you know, obviously they're huge games, but the, the people in that lineup have won World Cups um, in the Aussie lineup I'm talking about. India do, um, you know, have a bit like South Africa, have the ability to, to choke in big games. Um, yes, they are, you know, short odds um, to win the comp at home. You know, they love the conditions. They play the best cricket in their own conditions. But what we have is is a couple more match winners, I believe, and we've got that hunger to win uh, more than anyone, I believe. So, Davey Warner, it might be his last World Cup. I don't know. He wants to go out on a high. All these blokes are just over there. They've done the work. And I think the lead-up has been probably the most important thing that I've found. Um, yeah, we didn't play that well leading up, but we found our combinations. Um, and the boys look like they're having fun. I mean, Maxwell, I don't know if how many beers he had the other day on that <laughs> golf buggy, but let's do it, do it again and again. Double hundreds. If we're going to the pub, Linny, and it was Brian, myself, you, and we said, right, I bring four of the current Australian cricketers who are over there at the <laughs> moment. Which four are we bringing? Oh, Jesus. Um, I'm going to say Josh Hazelwood is number one. Yep. He, he definitely flies under the radar. I mean, they're all they're all actually good swillers, to be honest. Marcus Stoinis, because <laughs> obviously he's a rooster. Mm. Uh, Mitch Mush is a big, he's a beauty. Um, plenty of banter there, and I'll say um, I'll probably say Adam Zampa actually. Oh. But as I said, the best thing about that group is they're hanging out. Um, you know, not compulsory sessions, or compulsory bonding, bonding sessions. They're going out, they're having fun. It looks like it on social media anyway. So um, a bit like, much like the Broncos this year, they were doing things away from, um, you know, footy together um, without being told to do it. So I think that's a huge factor in, in winning teams. Lenny, in one day uh, culture, do you go in and have a beer in the opposition dressing room as well? Or is that more just for like five-day cricket and four-day cricket? No, you definitely do. Not not so much in World Cups because it's obviously a longer campaign. But um, generally, if it's a you know tri series or bilateral series, you do it at the end of the um, end of the series. Um, but definitely after each Test match, they do it. Um, I know, and um, oh, in Sheffield Shield, they they definitely do it because that's when you learn the most as well. Mm. Um, you don't obviously you learn from your teammates. And I think one thing that Darren Lehman brought in. And I, I absolutely loved it and always stick with me. We have to hand our phones in, obviously, for any corruption and whatnot, but he wouldn't, you, wouldn't let, you weren't allowed to get your phone for an hour after the day's play. And I thought that was just amazing because we, we had to talk to each other. You learn, you talk to the opposition. Um, you know, you might be playing against some of your heroes. So it's actually pretty cool. Then the first bloke who gets his phone out, see how the first round of beers. So, oh, yeah. Uh, find out who the tight asses are. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Tim Payne, I reckon. Tight ass. <laughs> really? Uh, well, he's yeah. actually on the coaching staff of the Strikers this year, mm. so I'm excited to work with him. Yeah, I've heard he's a tight ass when he was the skipper. Because you had to put the, you know, the old credit Yeah, I've cards. heard that. Yep. Credit card roulette, yep. Um, Lenny, do you know Joe Root very well? Oh, I do, yeah. I actually, his brother actually lived with me um, when he came out and played at club stint at my club team here in Brisbane. Is he all right? He comes across <laughs> as a bit of an A-grade. <laughs> Well, are you talking about his shot last night or the night No, before? no, just the way he was talking, you know, he was saying, oh, I wouldn't change oh, his okay. side. I know he's... Their, their side on paper. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I suppose they're just trying to have that fake noise that, you know, just try and bluff a bit. Um, obviously, I know Brandon McCullum really well and, and he's over there working with the test lineup, but hasn't quite filtered through to the um, one-day format in this series. But uh, Matthew Mott, again, the, the England coach, actually lives around the corner from me here, so... I mean, it just happens. I mean, well, I know because I'm thinking world. of when Davey Warner pulled the wig off him in that. Uh, I think they were, in, yeah, were they in Birmingham? Mm. I know Davey yeah, Warner likes to fire. Yeah, he up. gave him one. 
he wasn't hard enough, so David could probably le- work on his left right. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, he's actually a good fella, Joe Root. Thanks for listening to The Best of the Run Home with Joel and Fletch. You can catch us on social media, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. The handle is at Joel Fletch SEM. We're now on YouTube as well, so search Joel and Fletch on The Run Home and uh, subscribe to that. Otherwise, the podcast is available to you belatedly through Apple and Spotify. We'll catch you next time.